I'm pretty sure this is working, but in the chat, let me know if this is not working. <laughs> um, so sweet, I'm gonna start this on Instagram as well. I have a bunch of interviews coming up. Uh, Anchor Bear's coming on next week, it's gonna be awesome. Um, so check that out. Um, I'm gonna have a lot of interviews coming up but when I don't have interviews and I have these kind of like pre-made um, thoughts, these concise presentations or like book reviews like I'm doing today. I'm going to um, post it on Instagram Live or do this on Instagram Live. So I think it cuts off after um, an hour on Instagram Live. So all of you on Instagram, um, sorry, <laughs> move over to my D Live or my Twitch channel or my Periscope to catch the rest of this. But um, yeah, this is going to be a good little presentation. And thank you guys, Burning Tree, Full Gritard, Post Jazz, my dudes, dude. My dudes are here. Let's go. <laughs> Happy Saturday, my dudes. Um, yeah, this is going to be a good one. This will be a good one for my dudes. So thank you for tuning in. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I wanted to start by just saying that I am, I promise, I promise that I'm going to catch up on my pen pal letters. I have, um, just have a lot going on in my life. Been really busy. Too busy to, like, respond to you guys. But they are coming. They are coming, um, so just be patient with me. A lot going on in my life. A lot of problems, a lot of glorious things, a lot of blessings, but just a lot happening, you know. So I will be handwriting those letters soon. Um, also want to make a note before I start today that I am going to really work on not cussing at all in my life, um, in my personal life, my real life my fictional life and my live stream podcast life i'm gonna really just work on not cussing and cursing and using like slanderous terms um, no more weak words <laughs> um, and like just unnecessary profanity i've had a few loyal friends prove me wrong and rebuke me over this and so i apologize if that's what you're here for but it's not happening anymore um I'll still talk about whatever. I'll share my opinions, my thoughts. We can talk about interesting and gross and violent topics, but I'm just not going to be cursing and using profanity anymore. Going forward, I'm going to watch my weak words. Um, so I just want to let you guys know that going into this. And this rule does not apply to my future guests. Um, this isn't necessarily like a kid-friendly show. <laughs> I'm not going to censor people, my guests that, that I come on. I'm not going to tell them that they have to watch what they say. This is just a personal choice I'm making. Um, and yeah, again, I do have some really good, awesome guests coming up on the next couple months. Um, every Saturday morning, 10 a.m., that's my new thing. I'm going to make it very regular for the next few months at least. Um, but... Yeah, if you missed it last week, I interviewed Coddington Bear. All my bears out there, I interviewed the, the famous, the infamous, the legendary Coddington Bear. Um, it was awesome, even though my audio sucked. That's why this morning I just spent like 30 minutes making sure my audio worked. <laughs> that I actually know how to technology again. Um, but yeah, it was an awesome interview. If you can put up with my echoey voice the whole time. Um, Coddington had some really good insights, just ladling gravy, just ladling that gravy all day. Um, and yeah, next week, 10 a.m., so 20, you know, seven days, exactly seven days from now, I'm going to be having Anchor Bear on, so don't miss that. It's going to be an awesome video with Anchor Bear, and um, 
Yeah, just real quick, find and subscribe to my channel, the Sean V Planet channel, S-E-A-N-V-P-L-A-N-E-T on BitChute, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Podcasts, and Twitch and DLive and Periscope for the live streams on Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. And you can find all my links to everything on linktr.ee slash SeanVPlanet and SeanVPlanet.com. And follow me at SeanVPlanet on Instagram, Twitter, Gab, Parler, uh, Telegram. I'm going to start using Telegram more and Social Galactic more and Discord. And if you want my Discord link, hit me up on any of the other social medias. Um, and just want to say that, oh, <laughs> thanks Titty Bear for showing up. Uh, <laughs> my boy Titty Bear's here. Um, yeah, if you do really feel called to donate and help me finish off paying off all my debts and start saving up to buy some land next year, my cash app is money sign S-E-A-N-I-E-C-O-R-Y. And my Venmo is at S-E-A-N-I-E-C-O-R-Y. Um, or send me diamonds and lemons and shit on, of course, right there. Right there. Rebuke me, guys. Right there. Curse word. Weak word right there. Minutes after I said I was going to stop. Um, but yeah, you can send me diamonds and lemons on DLive. And it's all very much appreciated. Don't feel like you have to. Don't feel shamed or guilty if you don't. I will get by. It'll just be nice to help me along my way if you do. If you have some sense some dollars to spare, I would appreciate it. Um, and if you want to send me physical cash, coins, and just cool stuff or cool letters, you can send it to my P.O. Box. I have a P.O. Box you can send cool stuff to. Um, that's S-E-A-N-C-O-R-Y, P.O. Box 330-172, Nashville, Tennessee, 37203. Um, yeah, so sweet. Thank you everyone in the chat for showing up. I'm going to do post jazz, full gritard, uh, saw burning tree in there, uh, titty bear, Kodiak bear. Dude, my dudes are here. What's going on? Everyone on Instagram, thank you for showing up. Thank you for waving. Um, living, loving bear, legend showing up. Um, lawnmower, just everyone, man. Thank you guys. This is awesome. This is going to be a good stream. This is going to be a good stream. So tune in. Buckle in. This might be a long one. Buckle up and buckle in. And everyone on Instagram right now, it's going to cut up after an hour. So if you want to continue, um, move over to DLive or Twitch for the rest of it. Man, Titty Bear met Westside Bear. The legendary, infamous Westside Bear who refuses to return my messages. And uh, get in contact with me. But yeah, Westside Bear somewhere in the Middle Tennessee, Nashville area. I've been trying to meet up with him. So anyone out there, Titty Bear, if you do have a, have a direct line of communication to Westside Bear, tell him to hit me up. And if you are in Nashville or Middle Tennessee, hit me up. Because I'm looking to do some meetups with some bears and stuff. Um, and we have a little Christian network group thing we're kind of getting going. But um, yeah. Let's get into it. This might be a long one. I'm going to be doing a lot of reading, so sorry if my eyes are, are focused here. But uh, yeah, this stream is just going to be me paraphrasing, quoting, explaining, and summarizing the book Men on Fire by Stephen Mansfield. Um, i got a copy here. Yeah. This guy right here. This book. This book has been changing my life. Changing my life for the better here, guys. Um, so I wanted to discuss some stuff from it today. 
again, like paraphrasing it, explaining it. Um, there's a lot of quotes um, from him and from others that he uses in the book. And yeah, I'm kind of gonna explain things, add my thoughts in, in between in between the lines and stuff. But yeah, reading this book has just drastically changed my outlook on life. Um, it's changed my drive, my vision, my determination in the last couple months for the better and just really motivated me to get my life together and truly start becoming a, a, mo a noble man of God. Um, you'll see why. <laughs> and I hope sharing this with you guys today um, will have similar results. If I know you or you are one of the homies in my Discord channel um, or on Twitter, Instagram, Social Galactic, hit me up, hit up my DMs, slide my DMs, and um, I will send you a copy of the book itself. I have extra copies. I can mail you if you hit me up and let me know you want one. It's an amazing book. It's an amazing read. I'm not quoting it entirely. I'm not reading the whole book. I'm paraphrasing it. I leave some sections off, some really interesting sections he gets into. Um, so make sure you get a copy yourself eventually one day, um, sooner rather than later. And um, yeah, again, if you need a copy, I can send it to you. But yeah, make sure you grab one, grab a, grab a copy, read this book. It will change your life for the better. And it is definitely worth reading in its entirely. Um, I am today leaving out a good amount of topics, subjects, and details for time's sake. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm not necessarily like an audible audio voice actor or anything. Um, but yeah, let's just get into it. I can't. I'll, I'll just. I'll be. I'll be rambling here all day. Um, yeah, bear meet up in Arizona tomorrow. Bears unite. Bear meet up today in Rhode Island. Camera bear. Man. Man. All these bear meetups, man. I'm so jealous. I need. To, we need to get a going to Nashville. I met a couple bears. Uh, Titty Bear says, I thought you did meet him. I have not met Westside Bear unless I met him and I did not actually know he was the legendary Westside Bear. But I've met a couple bears. I've met Zoomologist Bear. Zoomy Bear is my boy. I'm not going to say his real name. <laughs> he just got engaged to a beautiful woman. So he's crushing. He's trying to find land north of Nashville um, to kind of be near family, start a big family with his, his beautiful fiance. And they're going to homestead and crush. Uh, <laughs> Zoomy Bear, Zoomologist Bear on Twitter. I don't know what he is on Instagram, if he even is. And um, I've met Gravy Davy Bear um, in person. Um, he's awesome, cool man. Real busy, just working hard to get out of debt. So I don't really meet up and see him a lot. So I've met two bears so far. And um, Movement Bear, which I think is full Gritar Bear. I'm not sure. Not sure who Full Gritar Bear is exactly, but I met Movement Bear, um, Eric, really good dude as he was traveling the country, stayed in my place. Um, just awesome dude, legendary dude. And then of course I know everyone on, online and stuff, but in our chat rooms, in my Discord, in the Telegram group, in the Instagram groups, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just know a bunch of you guys, not not in person. But yeah, I would love to meet Westside Bear, so Titty Bear and or Westside Bear, hit me up. Hit up my DMs. Slide in those DMs. Um, he says, yes, this is. Yeah. I thought that was you, full retard. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Again, I'll get to the chat. Hit me up in the chat with questions and stuff. Instagram, too. Hit me up. I will answer them kind of near the end here. But again, this is from Men on Fire by Stephen Mansfield. Starts with a couple quotes here. 
Go forth to meet the shadowy future without fear and with a manly heart. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Love that. And culturally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, and psychologically, we need to connect with who we are as men and live it boldly and unapologetically, says Scott Hamilton. Um, it is not the light that we need, but fire. It is not the gentle shower, but thunder. We need the storm, the whirlwind, and the earthquake. Frederick Douglass. That's the quote right there. But, um, <laughs> yeah. There's going to be some sections I'll explain, too, that start with quotes, too. I mean, all these quotes are just so inspirational and awesome. Um, but, yeah, here we go. Let's get into it. Mansfield says, The fire is not emotion or passion. It's the kind of fire that fell upon the first Christians on the day of Pentecost. The fire from heaven. Eternal fire that burns in the human soul. Not the pagan myths about Prometheus, but fire meant to be part of us from the beginning that must be stoked and tended if we are to be what we were created to be. The fire of righteous masculinity and noble manhood is threatening to die out in our generation. I see what you see, empty souls. I see men without fire, men who do not know who they are or what they are meant to be. This I do not blame on our times, on our fathers, and certainly not on women, who have taken nothing from men that men have not abandoned in the first place. I blame us. I blame men. Amen. Amen, brother. Um, I, believe, I believe our tribe is at fault for allowing righteous manhood to decline and for allowing masculinity in general to become an object of scorn. I also believe that if we have the power to lose righteous manhood, then we'd have the power to reclaim it. We should be determined to find and live masculine greatness before our inevitable deaths. The men who do not know who they are and who do not understand the power of noble manhood and the duties of a righteous man are terrorizing our age and destroying themselves. Unfathered, untethered, immoral, angry young men are destroying civilization. For when men do not know who they are, what their purpose is, when they are left empty, aching, and angry, they become parasites and destroyers. We must restore greatness to modern men. I'm going to say that again. We must restore greatness to modern men. Convince our men to stop blaming their times or their fathers or women or what has befallen them and just get on with becoming the righteous men that they were created to be. We must now stop living from the crotch and start living from a heart where God rules and righteous fires blaze. And he gives a quick word to women, a word to the women. Do not be afraid of this. Do not fear not, women. <laughs> All the whamons, do not fear. Um, if you will encourage the men in your life toward the vision of noble manhood championed here today, it will mean only good results for you. You will be loved. You will be served. You will be protected. You will be encouraged and cheered and respected as you fulfill all you are meant to be. Toxic masculinity is a disease of our age. Noble masculinity is its cure. 
This is what we are about here, and it is our future. Men, my dudes, all my dudes out there, uh, <laughs> all the men, all my dudes, if you want divine manly fire burning in your soul, then welcome the change and embrace the transformation that fire brings. Once an ignition has occurred, protect the fire, feed the fire, tend to it as you must so that it will engulf your heart. Let the fire come out. Let our souls be set ablaze. Let manhood in our time be ignited with righteous fire. And he ends this, this little opening introduction paragraph thing with a quote from Ferdinand Fock or Foch. Ferdinand F-O-C-H. Um, I promise I wasn't going to curse. I think it's not a curse word, but Ferdinand Fock, uh, F-O-C-H. The most powerful weapon on earth is the human soul on fire. And that is so true. The most powerful weapon on earth is the human soul on fire. And um, yeah, put that in your pipe and smoke it, you know? And yeah, so now... <laughs> John, Josh, Gibredo, living, loving. Thank you all for showing up. Um, again, in the chat, give me your comments, your thoughts, your theories, and I will get to them at the end. But for now, we are going to um, break down the seven fires that Mansfield explains. Man, this is gonna echo, isn't it? I need to get better at technology, that's for sure. Um, yeah, hey John, what's going on? Thanks for tuning in. Um, head over to D Live. I think Instagram cuts off after an hour. I'm not sure, but this is, might be a longer one. Um, full Gretard Bear. Fock is German. The Grabblers want you to think all German is curse words. <laughs> yeah, and that counts. Put a dollar in the swear jar. Yeah, I need to get a little swear jar going. Um, that's true. Good point. My dude, Burning Tree Bear, coming through with the crush. As always, thank you, sir. I will get a little swear jar going. Um, and then when it fills up, because it will inevitably fill up, I will buy an actual not Chinese piece of junk camera. <laughs> I will convert all of my technologies to not being Chinese. Um, I've been telling my Bible study group that God wants you to crush. We want to revive the masculinity of those around us. Oh boy, dig in. I'm getting into the, I'm getting into it today, full retard. I'm getting into it today. Let's go. Let's start. So Stephen Mansfield in the book discusses seven points. The eighth point I'm going to leave out because I want you guys to get the book yourselves and dig into it yourself. So I'm not going to be spoiler. No spoiler alerts today at the very end. Um, but we're going to discuss the seven fires that Mansfield describes and discusses in his book Men on Fire. Um, again, that's Stephen Mansfield, Man on Fire. Um, so yeah, here's a quote from Carl Sandburg. When a society or a civilization perishes, one condition can always be found. They forgot where they came from. I'm going to say that again. When a society or a civilization perishes, one condition can always be found. They forgot where they came from. Remember that. Remember that. We are made to live our lives with God and noble things from the past 
flowing through us. We are made to be empowered and lifted by what's come before us, by what's been left to us by our ancestors and what our parents have planted in our souls. Go claim your heritage now. Take what is yours from the past, live out its meaning, and pass it on to those who come after you. I want you to seize it. Invade the past, your past, and take the riches that are there. There is something from your history that belongs to you, and I don't want to see it stolen. Not because of family trauma, not from a culture that ignores the past, and not because of ignorance. Often, when God does something new and glorious in the lives of his people, he first urges them to remember their past and remember their past and remember who they are now. Whew. Number two. The second fire is the fire of battle. An anonymous quote he starts off the chapter with is, the warrior spirit arises in a man when he loves something or someone more than himself, and when what he loves is then threatened. Mansfield says, God does not give people complete victories, as witnessed in Joshua's conquests, so that the next generations are pushed to become warriors themselves. We are not meant for our battles to be won for us. We are not meant to dissolve, dissolve into softness and luxury because previous generations have won a measure of victory for us. We have battles of our own to win. We have battles of our own to win. To be good and righteous men, we must be warriors. What we are made and called to do is about battle. We go to war. To be good men, we must fight the battle for self-mastery. We must battle our lesser drives and, con and content manfully. I definitely made a spelling mistake here. Contend, not content. I'm going to start over. To be good men, we must fight the battle for self-mastery. That's the important part. We must battle our lesser drives and contend manfully to be the best and noblest we can be. And this means war. We pray. We fight spiritual battles. We encourage, coach, confront, even discipline. It's all a form of battle. Then we must battle the spirit of our age when it seeks to make us weak and compromising, soft and dull to righteousness. Few will understand that the righteous, righteous warrior spirit I hope to awaken is principled, disciplined, well-mannered, moral, and committed to protect and defend. Give me men of honor who have the fire of battle burning in their souls, and I will give you a more peaceful, more prosperous, happier society. A true warrior culture, one that is learned and disciplined and of noble intent, is an honorable, safe place. Righteous warrior culture is self-correcting. And, whew, whew, is that fire burning you get, my dudes? First Corinthians 6, 9 uses the word malakos, 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 
to describe those who will fail to inherit the kingdom of God. But that word is typically translated as the unrighteous or the wrongdoers. Um, but that word itself, malakos, means to be soft and perverse as a result of luxurious living. Our enemy, my dudes, our enemy is softness, sensuality, indulgence, and easy living. It leads to perversion and weakness. Malakos is your enemy. Ease and comfort destroys us, and we are living in a Malakos culture, one made soft through luxury and deformed by ease. And Mansfield provides um, in this section seven, seven prayers of a warrior, and I'm going to talk about four of them now. You can find the other three by buying his book and reading his book. Um, so the first is, Lord, open my eyes to the true spiritual battles of my life. And this is a reflection of what is said in 2 Kings 6, 17. Open my eyes, Lord, that I may see. Um, yeah. Most men aren't warriors because they don't know they're in a fight. They don't know they're in a fight to begin with. A righteous man understands the fight he is in. He understands that darkness is always at the edge of his heart and mind, trying to draw him into porn, into an affair, into addiction, into raging ways and violent behavior. But a righteous man fights back. He erects barriers. He calls an artillery and backup. He finds a way to win. Second is, uh, give me a willing spirit so I can battle as I should. And this was a prayer that King David prayed. And this is a prayer that we must pray constantly if we are to be godly warriors, warriors serving higher purposes. Um, third prayer is, grant me valiant men whose hearts you have touched to battle at my side. We need a band of brothers, and we're going to get into this. But men who will battle at your side and you at theirs. You need men, valiant, heroic men. Men whose hearts God has touched. Do not settle for anything less. And, yeah, all my bears out there, you know what's up. Four, make my words weapons of godly warfare, O Lord. And free me from what is impure and spiritually damaging. King David wrote in Psalm 141.3, Set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Yeah. <laughs> I need a swear jar and I need to not use weak words because I need to have a guard set over my mouth to keep watch over the door of my lips. Um, because in spiritual warfare, words are weapons. Are weapons for good, godly warrior language. Words are powerful, men. Take this seriously. And I am. I'm starting to take it seriously. That words are powerful. They are weapons for good and they are godly warrior language. Um, in this fire, Mansfield also describes the battle for our own selves our own selves 
To be good and valiant men, we must declare war on the lesser, on our lesser selves. The stupid within us must be bested. Choose to slay the monster within. It is, it is a difficult task in our age of ease and comfort. Our culture will tell us what do what feels good, to seek pleasure, and to avoid hardships. But to view anything difficult or uncomfortable as evil kills the warrior within us all. Build some hardship and struggle into your life. Men do best when they are challenged. They rise when they must conquer difficulty. Build this into your life if it isn't there already. And just a quick note that you should check out the Art of Manliness podcasts and website for resources, advice, and encouragement. Um, I've been listening to the podcast a lot lately. A lot of just, um, it's mostly interviews with authors about their books and stuff. So if you're looking for good inspirational books to read, check out this podcast because it's interviews with the authors. But it just is really good about building character and this, embracing hardship, embracing struggle, how to how to become a better man, one step at a time. And yeah, so Art of Manliness, I think it's artofmanliness.com, but check out their podcast, it's great. But side note over, uh, <laughs> embrace struggle here and now. Embrace struggle here and now. Embrace hardship in your spiritual life. Start looking at the forces threatening to deform your life as invading enemies. Then take a stand. If drugs or porn threaten to control you, then declare war. Be courageous enough to see what is battling against you. Then then declare war. How? How do you do this? First, identify the enemy. Then go before God to ask for forgiveness and for help. Ask friends to confront you and hold you accountable, to pray with and instruct you. Step away, get clean, get right, fight the good fight now. Now, now do it. (laughs) Most men just haven't decided to fight yet. And you must realize that pleasure, entertainment, stuff, and safety are battles, not entitlements. Invaders, not rewards. Get serious, get help, get to the fighting. Decide to win now. Decide to win now. Um, And to end this section, just remember this. A single tiger will almost always defeat a single lion in combat. But five lions will always defeat five tigers. Because tigers fight as individuals. But lions fight in teams. Alone, lions are vulnerable. In groups, lions win every time because they fight as a team. In groups, lions win every time because they fight as a team. Only a fool fights alone, particularly in spiritual matters and particularly in matters of his own soul. Fight as a team. When facing an enemy, call in reinforcements, call in your band of brothers, have them join you at the battle lines of your life. Oh yeah. The third fire is the fire of destiny. And quote here from T.D. Jakes. That was a tongue twister. T.D. Jakes. 
I want to say like I want to say like JT JT J Dakes. <laughs> TJ J TJ Dakes, JT Dakes. But TD Jakes says the destiny is the push of our instincts to the pull of our purpose. And there is a purpose for us. There is a way things ought to be and we know this deep inside of us in places we sometimes don't acknowledge. Thankfully, we will never be fully content until we see his purpose become a reality. We can rest, but we cannot hide. Destiny calls on us to, to more, to greater, to deeper, to all that still awaits. The idea of our lives being preordained requires the idea of God. Someone had to choose. A will had to be exerted. A will had to be exerted. It wasn't the universe, it wasn't brute force or natural law. It was our creator who chose, crafted, and determined long before he made us. Walking out destiny is a matter of synchronizing with God in fulfilling his purposes for our own lives. This, my dudes, this is the grand adventure we are called to as men. When I read scripture for the first time, when I read scripture for the first time, I saw confirmation of the destiny I already felt about my life. And Jeremiah 1.5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. For even the hard things have a purpose in our lives. Hard things aren't necessarily screw-ups or tragic accidents that leave only destination. They're ordained, they're used, they're a part of the plan. Don't be unsettled by these trials, for you know quite well that we are destined for them. That's um, 1 Thessalonians 3.3. 3. 1 Thessalonians 3.3. 3. Don't be unsettled by these trials, for you know quite well that we are destined for them. Whew, Bible hits deep every time, man. Deep gratitude fills us when we walk in this world as a man chosen, body and soul, for good works here and now. There is peace, there is confidence, there is a fiery determination to see eternal purposes fulfilled. You may believe your life's been derailed, that past deeds disqualify you now, but you deep down sense there is a purpose. There's evidence in your past, in your heart, that God has been at work, and now it's important to be willing to accept God's claim on your life, and that you're now willing to pay the price to live out the grand adventure of your destiny. Whew, I'm reading that again. Now it's important to be willing to accept God's claim on your life, and that you're now willing to pay the price to live out the grand adventure of your destiny. The man who knows he is destined keeps his life clean and free so he can be prepared for his purpose. Staving off the forces both within and without that try to put us in bondage and ruin our lives. When we commit ourselves to God's purposes, we put a target on our backs. Evil will seek us out and try to destroy us. Satan comes to seek domination over us, 
So we cannot or do not serve our greatest, our greater design. Satan comes to seek domination over us, so we cannot or do not serve our greater design. Let that sink in. When we commit ourselves to God's purposes, we put a target on our backs. Please remember that, my dudes. Please remember that. Great men are tormented. Great men are tormented. And we must understand and know this to achieve our purpose. A man who understands himself to be destined looks at any force attempting to dominate him and sees it as a possible barrier to his purpose. You are more likely to be kept from your purpose by destructive forces you welcome into your life than anything else. And you must stand guard. You have to have good men and women around you. You have to live by a code of conduct that keeps you clean and available for your purpose. The art of the fulfilled destiny is for a man to understand that his life is the school of his destiny. He's being prepared through everything he lives through every day. Each phase of life schools you for the next. Each layer of experience prepares you for the one still to come. And keep an eye on yourself. Live an examined life. Destiny flows through our lives and gives them a shape that we, may, we might never have expected. Keep watch. Adapt. Your destiny lies in the hands of God. This truth is the greatest opportunity for men. God made you. He loves you. He wants you to be fully male. He wants a relationship with you and he wants to do genuine manhood with you. But you also need other men, real men, men of faith, men of God. Go out and find them. Do not settle for anything less than being part of a body of faithful people who are building righteous, loving, powerful men. Your destiny lies in the hands of God who fashioned your destiny to begin with. This life isn't merely some self-improvement project. Whew. Whew. <laughs> your destiny lies in the hands of God. Who fashioned your destiny to begin with. This life isn't merely some self-improvement project. And yeah, I am going to post the title of this book in the chat. Again, it's Men on Fire by Stephen Mansfield. Check it out. Absolutely check it out. It's amazing. Um, I'm just hitting some key points. I'm paraphrasing. I'm kind of rewording some of his thoughts and topics. But when you read the book, it's amazing. It's incredible. He brings up real life examples. He brings up stories about famous historical figures. Um, there's so much more. So don't just listen to me talk about this today and think you've read the book. Um, please get a copy. It will change your life for the better. So number four, the fourth fire that Mansfield brings up is the fire of friendship. Friendship, and this is a quote from Muhammad Ali, friendship is not something you learn in schools, but if you haven't learned the meaning of friendship, you haven't really learned anything. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Um, we are made to have men in our lives who inspire us with their spirit, their coaching, 
their belief in us, their fun and their drive. We are made to have men in our lives who inspire us with their spirit, their coaching, their belief in us, their fun and their drive. We are made to be close to men who make us better merely by the thought of them. We are meant to laugh, hurt, yearn, strive, and achieve because we have a noble band of brothers by our side. Seek out men who will go to war with you when the battles arise. Again, seek out men who will go to war with you when battles arise. Yeah, do it now. <laughs> do it now. We are better together. We need each other to thrive. We must do life with a band of brothers or we will fail to be what we are meant to be. The fire of manly friendship must burn brilliantly in our souls. Men do not get to know each other by describing themselves to each other. They get familiar while doing things other than talking. We watch, we notice, we take notes. Um, he does a really good job explaining this in depth in the book, but I'm paraphrasing and summarizing here. So again, read the book. But um, there's a lot that explains why women relate to each other eye to eye, talking about themselves. Women relate to each other eye to eye, talking about themselves, while men relate by doing something together, shoulder to shoulder, focused on a task or participating in a competition. Um, my dudes go out, build trust, connections, dependability, and honesty with the men in your life. Help each other become better men. Build, grow, protect, endure by and for each other. Find and build a group of dudes pushing each other towards manly excellence. Without friendships, there are no allies. And without allies, there cannot be the band of brothers that every man needs. Have your life filled with the joy of manly company. Be comforted and protected, guided and inspired by the men you draw close around you and change history for the better together. Now, now go do it. Change history for the better together. Yeah. Number five, fifth fire. It's the fire of love. It's the fire of love. And John Eldridge, quote from John Eldridge, you see it's not just that a man needs a battle to fight, he also needs someone to fight for. And so true. For most men to keep the fire of love for their friends, children, wives, and even God roaring, it makes all the difference if they think of it as a battle. It summons the best from their souls, sounds the call of duty, and sets them on a grand adventure, which is exactly what love is. A grand adventure. Um, quick bullet points. Do not regret in your older years the inability to keep love alive. I'm going to repeat that. Do not regret in your older years the inability to keep love alive. Do not wind up wishing you could have it all back again. Do not lose the battle of love. 
for no other victory is worth sacrificing love. Again, do not lose the battle of love. No other victory is worth sacrificing love. For love comes easily. It also drifts away easily. We have to keep fighting for it and make it grow. We assume love will stay as effortlessly as it arrived. It usually doesn't. Love for our friends, our children, our wives, and God has to be tended. It has to be protected and fed and repaired. It has to be fought for. Um, men are equipped with drive and vision. I'm going to repeat that. Because men, my dudes, all my dudes out there, men are equipped with drive and vision. A vision of what is not there, what ought to come, what reality ultimately can be one day. This gift helps us build, lead, coach, create, and produce. Our vision gives us a glimpse of the ideal, the way things should be. Our drive pushes us towards enacting and making that vision become a reality. Now what a, must, now what a man must do to win the war for love is fight the battle for vision. He has to keep a higher vision of those he loves living within him. He must become the vision keeper. He has to keep a loving, compassionate, tender view of his wife, children, and friends constantly alive in his mind. For a man to love well, he has to fight to hold tightly to a vision of the nobility and goodness of those in his life. This gift men have for vision can also help us forgive. We men can destroy our lives with our failure to forgive. Our tendency is to see those who have wronged us as simply evil. We tend to believe those who harm us are evil or even wicked. They're all just bad people. But as long as you buy into that, you will never be able to truly forgive. And if you can think though about if you can think about those who have wronged you and find some compassionate insight, some glimmer of understanding for why they did what they did, then you may find the power to let the offense go. You will free yourself. You will free others. In your closer relationships, you will be fighting the true battle for love. Your Father in Heaven will forgive you for your own transgressions when you learn how to forgive your fellow creations for their own. Whew. Ooh, there are reasons people do what they do. It is not all about them hating you. Perhaps you can find with your gift for vision some, some understanding of what made them behave as they did. Then, hopefully, you can learn to let it go. You have to engage in the battle to forgive. Otherwise, love dims. It flees, and we become old men regretting that we let love die in our lives. And remember that there is a battle to fight, a battle for vision. Engage in it and win it. Um, yeah, It is a battle over ourselves. It is a battle over ourselves. 
To love well, we have to be willing to change often. We do have this in us. It's the same when we love people. We want to hold on to the core of who we are, but we also should understand that love means constantly contending with ourselves to be better men. Love means we will have to change. Embrace it. Get a vision of yourself as you should be. Fight for it. Live it out. Be a loving man. Love may come easily into our lives, but it leaves easily too. If you want love to stay and deepen, you have to tend it. You have to protect it. You have to adapt. You have to walk out a manly vision of a loving man, and you can do it. God has already put the needed equipment in your soul. Trust your Father in heaven. Trust your band of brothers and get a vision for loving manhood and walk it out now. Yeah. Yeah. Six, the fire of legacy. Um, Before we go, have a great day, Kodiak Bear. Um, Have a wonderful day and a good weekend. And good luck at your new job. That's awesome. You must forgive your brother before going to the father. Well said, full gritard. Um, and Living Lovin' says, this is beautiful. Coming from a woman. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. This one's definitely for the dudes, but women can also get a lot out of it. That's true. And how you doing today, Lovin' Bear? Thank you for showing up. Um, yeah. Yeah. So a couple more here. A couple more fires, and then we'll call it. But the sixth fire is the fire of legacy. Now these are where it starts getting really good, guys. These last two, just dig in. Dig in, bear with me. Um, Pericles said, What you leave behind is not what is engraved in stone monuments, but what is woven into the lives of others. Stump man, have a great day. Thank you for tuning in on Instagram. Um, I think Instagram Live is going to cut off in like 10 minutes. So if you guys are watching there, I'm on DLive, DLive.tv slash Planet, and Twitch and Periscope. But yeah, there is true power in what passes through generations. The legacies given to us by our ancestors often instill within us a commission to fulfill great achievements. We men are made to live lives that echo not only in eternity, but also in the generations that follow us. We are meant to understand ourselves as part of a march through time. We are meant to understand ourselves as part of a march through time. We are not meant to be about our generation or only our own time. We are meant to launch those entrusted to us further than we ourselves can go. Do not neglect leaving behind a legacy of being a good man. By providing for those who follow us and by passing on the culture of valiant manhood so it can last for generations in our family line. We live at a time when personal pleasure and profit are the goal of most men, with very little attention given to all who follow us. Reject that. My dudes, reject that. 
this attitude of I'm not worried about what comes after I'm gone. After all, I'll enjoy peace and security in my lifetime. That kind of thinking, that kind of attitude is a cancer on our time and a cancer on great manhood in our generation. Every generation should see itself as entrusted with the care of those who follow. It is what we leave of ourselves in the lives of those who follow us that is the true legacy. Men are incomplete without this fire burning within them. Leaving a legacy begins with the way a man defines his life and is best done by contemplating his inevitable death. People will live more fruitful lives if they think about their ends. Um, yeah. And Ecclesiastes 7.2, that book you always pass over when you're reading the Bible, Ecclesiastes 7.2, says, Death is the destiny of everyone. The living should take this to heart. Death is the destiny of everyone. The living should take this to heart. Ecclesiastes 7.2. Um, yeah, Burning Trees says this book is getting me so hyped. Yeah, it should. It's awesome. Reading the book will too. Uh, but it'll make you want to run through walls <laughs> when you're reading it. It's just as important for women to know this so that they can raise strong boys and know what to look for and support in a man, says Fulgritar Bear, and that's true. And hey, come check Sean out on Twitch. Watch Sean V Planet with me on Twitch. Yeah, twitch.tv slash Sean V Planet. I will be doing gaming stuff in the future on there and on DLive. But yeah, check me out on Twitch. Subscribe on the Twitch, bro. Uh, <laughs> that's what the kids are doing these days. Um, but back to what's important. Back to what's truly important here, my dudes. I'm going to repeat it again because it's, it's, it's very vital. It's very vital to understand. Ecclesiastes 7.2 says, Death is the destiny of everyone. The living should take this to heart. We must stop thinking about our lives as being our own and start believing that our lives belong to those still to come. We must understand that our lives upon our deaths will not be deemed righteous by God and humanity without the good of the next generation being assured as far as we can. A man does not conquer and build for himself or use everyone in his life for his own selfish purposes. He doesn't seek peace and safety in his lifetime and scoff at whatever comes to those around him or after him. I'll repeat that because this is vital. <laughs> this is so crucial. A man doesn't conquer and build for himself or use everyone in his own life for his own selfish purposes. He doesn't seek peace and safety in his lifetime and scoff at whatever comes to those after him. He has to believe that his life is measured by how he impacts the next generation. This is the will of God. This is the call on his life. And this is the plea of his children. And this is the definition of what it means to be a man. This is the definition of what it means to be a man. Fathers, if you want to fashion a legacy in the souls of your young, you must get there early and with a better narrative than our culture and our screens can provide. 
You must explain the world well and preemptively. You have to explain life and its challenges before other influencers can. You have to get there first. You have to explain well. You have to be the mentor. You have to beat the world to the punch in narrating reality for the young. We must step manfully into the lives of our sons and daughters to frame the world for them in righteous, moral, inspiring, fearless, but wise terms. So back to what Full Gretard's saying in the chat, it's just as important for women to know this so that they can raise strong boys and know what to look for and support in a man. And it's so true. Women and men, fathers and mothers, you have to beat the world to the punch in narrating reality for the young. We must step manfully into the lives of our sons and daughters to frame the world for them in righteous, moral, inspiring, fearless, but wise terms. You have to do it. Do it now. If you haven't done it in your life, do it now. And for all my men, for all my dudes out there, what men do is they keep themselves healthy to love their wives and care for their children. Be strong to serve around the house. Be able to protect the family. Live long and love the grandchildren and even the great-grandchildren. This is what good men do. They want to be one of them. You need to want to be one of them. The greatest way for a man to leave a legacy is by example. It is by how he lives, particularly in moments of crisis. It is what his children and those around him see in his life. Noble deeds cast a brilliant and ennobling light. Character rules. Character redeems and character lives on. What the next generation sees in you of virtues such as courage, devotion, honesty, sacrifice, and faith is what will burn in their hearts long after you are gone. Be sure to build a legacy through examples of character. How do you speak? What do you love? Who do you honor? Where do you sacrifice? How do you own up to your own obligations? How do you give yourself up to a cause? These things are remembered most and shape the next generation the deepest. Also remember to forgive and release the bitterness holding you back. Also remember to forgive and release the bitterness holding you back. Free yourself from the resentment and pass a redemptive vision into the future. There are likely hard things in your family history, but to be a righteous man passing a noble legacy to the next generation, you must help the young to see the redemptive elements in the pain. No making excuses, no more denying reality. Instead, choose to understand the facts in a way that draws from the heart of suffering the means to ascend. Men, all my dudes, my men, my dudes, free yourselves from bitterness. Free the legacy you leave from the cancers that can devour all the good you leave behind. There is a God. There is healing to be had. There is nobility to draw from the worst of times. Let us find these in our stories, 
for the sake of all to come. Yeah. Titty bear, have a good bear hang. <laughs> Out of context, that probably sounds absurd. Uh, my bears get it. We get it. Uh, but yeah, have a good day out there. Yeah. Before I get into the last fire here. Um, it is count me down on Instagram. I have 20 seconds. So if you are watching me here on Instagram, this is going to be ending. Head over to my dlive.tv slash Planet channel to watch me live or catch the replay on my BitChute and my YouTube channel. Planet on BitChute and YouTube and on my podcast channel in the future. The audio will be there. So have a good day, Instagram. Um, and in the chat, <laughs> full great darts of squirty boomer thinking. I don't know what you're specifically talking about, but yeah, that's, or yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go here. Yeah, this is exactly the life of a boomer. I'm going to repeat this because this is what boomers, this is what boomers, and have compassion for the boomers, guys. Forgive the boomers. Forgive, forgive the boomers. They were brainwashed by TV. It was new. It was just unbelievably like a sensory overload, a dopamine overload in their brains. They were given music that they never heard before and comedy they never heard before and all these things on their TV screens that are just brainwashing them. Have compassion for them, guys. Um, they had a lot to deal with. They still neglected their responsibilities. They still failed us. But have compassion for them. Have forgiveness for them. They failed us. They fucked things up. Swear jar. They messed things up. <laughs> $2 in the swear jar already in stream one of no, no weak words and cussing. But have compassion and forgiveness the boomers. They messed things up horribly. They failed us. They instilled horrible values and character traits into, our, into us, into our generation. But find a way to forgive them, guys. They uh, know not what they did. But that is a boomer way of thinking. I'll repeat it here. The attitude of, I'm not worried about what comes after I'm gone. After all, I'll enjoy peace and security in my lifetime. That is exactly what the boomers thought, and that is exactly why it destroyed them and their generation, and it's exactly why their children are suffering the consequences. So yeah, reject that notion, reject that thought, embrace struggle, embrace hardship, and... Go out and become a better person. And Live in Lovin' says, love this. Every woman should hear this so that they can more understand what a godly man looks like. And yes, I recommend it. This book is by a man for men. It's very manly in tone the whole way through. But also women should read this too. And women, don't accept a man. Don't accept a weak man. Encourage us men to get our stuff together, you know. Men have failed, men are weak, men are emotional, men have just in general abandoned their duties to be righteous men of God. They've avoided righteous masculinity. They've avoided, avoided both parts of that, of that phrase. They've avoided being righteous, being God-loving and God-fearing, and they've avoided masculinity. They've avoided the hard work, the determination, the battle, the struggle that comes with being a masculine man. And we need to restore that. We need to bring that back in men. Um, and as women, don't accept a man that's not doing that. Don't accept a man, even if he's in a weak stage now, if he's done that his whole life, rejected the righteous and rejected the masculine. Um, if he's not 
overcoming, if he's not seeking to overcome, if he's not elevating himself, don't waste your time, don't waste your energy on that. Encourage the men in your life to either be those things, to be righteous, to be a masculine man, or encourage him to get his stuff together and become one. And if he's unwilling to do both, I would, you know, at least get yourself one that does at least one of those things right. But I re highly recommend if you're not with a man who's doing or seeking both of those things, both of those concepts, leave them, dump them, and follow God in his right ways, and he will bring one into your life in one way or another. But be a righteous man of God or be seeking to become one. And women, have that as your standard. Have that as your standard, especially if you want to be a wife and a mother. Have that as your standard. And Burning Tree says, thanks. Yeah, thanks, guys. Off to Bear Hang. Have fun, Titty Bear. <laughs> titty Bear is a follower of mine. Not to be confused with Titty Bull. Uh, titty Bull is also a follower of mine. So the titties love following me, apparently. It's not a cuss word. It's a quote. It's a name. Um, also, Adolf Hitler follows me. I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult, um, but Hitler does follow me on DLive. So thank you. Shout out to my follower, Adolf Hitler. Um, thank you, Adolf Hitler, for following me on DLive. I appreciate it. Um, real Adolf Hitler should have homesteaded. Um, we all know that. <laughs> Real Adolf Hitler should have not done anything he did and instead chose to homestead. We all know that. But um, DLive Adolf Hitler, thank you for following me. I appreciate it. Adding my follower count up one. Um, and yeah, Livin' Lovin says these are noble acts in which should be rewarded for sure. Fulgur, I believe there's scripture that instructs women in how to bring, guide, encourage their men to know God. Yeah, if you find it or know it, post in the chat. Um, if there's scripture that instructs women in how to bring, guide, and encourage their men to know God. Yeah. Yes. I get into it a lot on my streams and on my guest appearances and stuff like that, but... We can continue to just blame women for all these problems. We can just degrade them and make fun of them and mock them for their OnlyFans accounts and for their poor, crappy behavior online, their scandalous, slutty behavior, whatever it may be, for prostituting themselves out, for just being reckless and wild, for all the abortions they have and all that kind of stuff. We can continue just being weak little beta males and complaining and crying about that. Or we can become righteous, masculine men of God. Like we can become noble men and show them and lead them in the right direction. And if they're also willing to put their foot down themselves and not accept a weak man who's willing to just put up with this. Things will just be better. It's easy to blame women for their own problems. For the stuff you see them doing that's bad and evil and sinful, it's easy to blame the women for that. And honestly, the men have more of a responsibility for that. <laughs> um, there would be no, no abortion if there were no weak men. Just, just think of that. Let that sink in. There would be no abortions if there were no weak men. Men have abandoned their responsibilities. Men have written the law, rewritten and rewritten the laws and let the laws happen to allow it. Men were the ones who chose to have out-of-wedlock sex or to not have their lives in financial stability and order before choosing to have sex. Um, they've, men, we have abandoned our responsibilities, and that is why abortion is happening. 
So let that sink in and then let that permeate into every aspect of your life. The more you want to blame a woman for her OnlyFans account, why are you not looking within and looking at your fellow men and blaming them for making the accounts and the subscriptions and paying their money to these women? Like, you know, I say it a lot, but you don't blame the drug dealer. You blame the drug addict. You shame the drug addict. You correct the drug addict's behavior. And if you do that, you won't even have drug dealers in the first place. You wouldn't need to combat and fight and exert your energy fighting against the drug dealers if you're just stopping the drug addicts from being addicted, from choosing to indulge in those sorts of appetites. Um, same thing with women, same thing with men. Um, you can blame the women all you want for their flaws, but the problem is truly with the weak men that they aren't finding in their lives or that are in their lives or were in their lives. It is the fault of men for the state of women today. So we need to let that sink into our heads, my dudes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, in the chat, how did women get the right to vote? They couldn't even vote in the vote to get the vote. <laughs> exactly. Encouraging stuff, man. Needed to hear it today. Thank you. Thank you, lawnmower. You're my dude. But yeah, let's get into this. The final, the final uh, fire here. Is a good one. It's a long one. So dig in. Dig in and dig deep. This is going to be a good one. The final fire in the book Men on Fire by Stephen Mansfield. The seventh fire is the fire of God. And General Omar Bradley starts it off with a quote. Our humanity is trapped by moral adolescence. We have too many men of science and too few men of God repeat that because it's amazing our humanity is trapped by moral adolescence we have too many men of science too few men of god preach it preach it general omar bradley um if we if let me start over we must connect with god we must connect with God if we are going to become the men we are made to be. If we are going to have the fires of noble manhood burning in our lives, God made us. This means he knows how we run best. He also designed us to function in connection with him. God made you a man. God made the nature of manhood God created the way you think as a man, the desires you have as a man, your strength as a man, and your purpose as a man. He is ultimately involved in all that you are as a man, and he is eager that you emerge as a righteous, masculine, fulfilled man. Churches fail us. God does not. Now let's face it. All my, all my churchians out here tuning in, listening, let's face it, men have not fared well in their relationship with church. I repeat that. Men have not fared well in their relationship with church. This is why our churches are full of women and emotion, but very light on men and reason. Church today has become a place where manhood goes to die. It is a feminine experience that emphasizes feelings and emotions over action and logic. 
And an anonymous quote that I guess is repeated a lot in churches by pastors to get laughs in the crowd, the crowds of women that attend their churches, is that a man-eating tiger would die of starvation in most churches. A man-eating tiger would die of starvation in most churches. Maryland's calling me. The state of Maryland's calling me. I wonder if it's the NSA. Um, <laughs> attitudes about church shouldn't keep men away from God and his right ways. Again, attitudes about church shouldn't keep men away from God and God's right ways. Jesus himself was man was a man who was fully a man. A man who was fully a man. It is the life of Jesus, despite how he is often displayed in our culture and churches, that has called men to be men. The Jesus we follow and obey and know is God who became a man. He became flesh. He lived a life that was a grand adventure. He was a bastard of his town, he was hunted nearly every day of his life. Political rulers sought to kill him constantly. He became a carpenter, used his hands as a skilled laborer, drew a band of brothers around him, mostly laborers themselves, men with little manners, no glow or auras or wings on their backs. Even his own brothers, his own blood brothers, doubted him, and his family thought he lost his mind. His cousin was decapitated for the entertainment of a drunken crowd of royals, and corrupt officials met constantly to figure out how to kill him. They bribed his friend to turn him in, then his other friends ran away soon after. Jesus was then, be was then beaten by raging career soldiers. He was whipped by a military professional trained for the work, and nearly to death. Spikes were driven into his hands and feet. He was hung up on a tree, slowly suffocating to death for six hours, during which time he arranged for his best friend to take care of his mother, something a good man would make sure to do. He then forgave his torturers, his murderers, and died. This, this was truly the life of a man, a man of righteous masculinity. His life shows his character. Now he is sitting near God explaining what we deal with and what we need as men. Men cannot be complete without connecting to their Father in heaven. We must have a connection to God if we are going to be the men we are called to be. We need his fire in our lives. We need his fire in our lives. Men need their emotions tamed and their passions put towards righteous use. Men need their emotions tamed and their passions put towards righteous use. We need the perversions and distortions of what's right to stop. God can do this. Godly men can help make it happen. We can be set free from what drives us to stupidity and it takes the work of God to get it done. We have all been wounded, 
but these wounds don't have to bleed and deform us all our days here. We can get better. We can see our lives restored. It just takes the power and love of our Heavenly Father to do so. Many men walk this life with a crushed spirit. We all need our God in our lives to heal us and to orchestrate the healing work of men in our lives. And Psalm 23, a famous passage, Psalm 23, but the third verse says, God restores my soul. For restoration, restoration means that the damage to our souls that might be permanent is removed and a greater wholeness than we have ever known replaces it. Restoration means that the damage to our souls that might be permanent is removed and greater wholeness than we have ever known replaces it. We must have that connection to God that restores and rebuilds and relaunches us to our purposes. Alone, we are in trouble. We lack wisdom, energy, insight, skill, and love on our own of ourselves. We must turn to our Creator for His help, guidance, direction, love, and truth. We must ask Him for His gifts. The gifts uniquely designed so a man can do well in what he is called to do. God makes us men, giving us the inner forces we need to do what we are meant to do. We are spiritual beings and we have a need for this connection to God. If we don't turn to God to fill us as we are meant to be, we live with an inner vacuum in our lives that quickly becomes the source of all our problems. It is our many attempts to fill this vacuum ourselves that lead to what destroys our lives. Apart from God, we have an aching hunger in our souls that we men in particular will try to fill with every kind of natural thing. We start shoving earthly things into a spiritual hole in the hope that the ache will go away. And spoiler alert, it never will. It never will, my dudes. Your heart will never be whole until you open it up to God. Your heart will never be whole until you open it up to God. Then, then you will start heading home. Thought my computer crashed there. My computer's been crashing, so I thought it crashed there. But I'll start over because that's an important concept to understand. Your heart, your heart will never be whole until you open it up to God. Then you will start heading home. God realigns us, heals us, provides resources, grants us authority to do what we are made to do, but more importantly, he fills our lives with truth and love. He fills us with himself. He makes us men. There are great and glorious manly themes at the heart of most faiths, and it is time for us to restore them to masculine Sorry, to answer the masculine crisis of our time. It is time for us 
to restore them, to answer the masculine crisis of our time. God wants noble manhood restored to his long enslaved people because noble manhood is necessary for any people to thrive. Most Christians miss the power of manhood in the faith. The absence of manhood and fatherhood has always and will always kill God's people. And we have had the mainly content of our faith kept from us. And that is not by accident. Our leaders have failed us in the past. The boomers have failed us in the past. But now going forward, men must be called to connect with God. Be taught how he makes men whole and seek to build bands of brothers devoted to righteousness and noble purposes. If you have been distant from God because of offense with religion or some church or some churchy in person, just come home now. Now return home. Now do it. (laughs) Get connected now. It is time. If you are a man of faith but find yourself without help, from that faith for being a man, then make necessary changes. Good men are standing by to help. Find them. And just, yeah, now go. Guys, now go. Start living the God-empowered, God-healed, God-aligned, God-restored life that you are made for. It is now time for your heart to be on fire with the presence of the maker of men. And yeah, the last section is about the importance of ritual. The eighth chapter is about the importance of ritual and some final closing thoughts that Mansfield gives. I'm going to leave that out because I do want you to truly pick up a copy of this book and read it for yourselves. It's amazing. Um, And yeah, just get this book and dig deeper into it. It's amazing, please. And if you need need a copy, um, I can send it to you. The book is full of encouragements, insights, quotes, and stories that I have left out of this presentation. Please grab a copy for yourself and place a high priority (laughs) on making time to read this book. Again, it's Men on Fire by Stephen Mansfield. It will make you a better man, and we desperately need those going forward. If I know you in person or online, Hit me up and I can send you a copy in in the mail. Um, I will do that. I have a few extra copies. Um, my Discord folks, uh, live chat regulars, all my all my dudes and ladies showing up today, and social media homies, slide into my DMs and I will uh, ship you a copy as soon as possible. And yeah, Let's see if I miss anything in the chat. I always say I'm gonna wait till the end, and then I just can't help myself from just answering your comments. You guys ladle some gravy, and you guys make make awesome comments while I read. Um, yeah, I'll answer chat questions. Send me some chat stuff if you have it. And then I'll leave you with um, the final blessing that Mansfield leaves us with. And then um, we'll call it a day. Amen. Get that MGTOW BS out of here. Yeah, men going their own way is garbage. Um, you can do that. Feel free to go do that. <laughs> Feel free to go your own way, but it's not the women that are your fault. That's that that are at fault. It is you. And sometimes the MGTOW. I mean, most of the time, most or almost always, 
MGTOW men don't want to accept responsibility for their actions, and they blame others. They blame the women for their own failings. They blame women for the state of society, which is their own failing, which is the failing of their, their peers, their men. Um, this very anti-woman mindset, it destroys you and it destroys our culture. And the more you're not settling down with a good woman and seeking first God in his right ways and knowing and trusting that he will bring a good, righteous woman to you if you do so, the more you're not doing that, the more you're contributing to their the collapse of our civilization and the destruction of our society. The more you fail to settle down with women and build meaningful relationships and meaningful, meaningful things with each other, the more you're not building a home with a good woman um, or even a bad woman you're leading in the right direction, you're leading towards God in his right ways, the more you're contributing to the destruction of our culture and the destruction of our civilization. So yeah, you can go your own ways. Go, go live in the woods or something on your own. Go sit around playing video games all day. But you're going to continue to lack love in your life. And it's going to make you angry. It's going to make you resentful. And it's going to destroy you. And if you're truly a man of God who's following God's right ways, you should be knowing and trusting that God will be, be putting the right woman into your life at some point. And when that happens, you need to be well prepared to um, you know, always seek first God in his right ways, but then also to help lead a woman towards his right ways with you um, and then have children so that you can continue that cycle and raise them well and raise them to be righteous men and women of God themselves. Um, NJ Hero says, want to become famous? Buy followers, primes, and views on bigbababa.com. Yeah, no thank you. <laughs> Narrow is the gate. Narrow is the path to heaven. I don't need to be famous. Sorry, NJ Hero. Um, on to the next. Go to the next streamer and try to piddle that stuff and peddle that stuff. Um, they don't like to listen to me because I'm new. I will force the churchianity out of them in due time, God willing. Yeah. Just speak truth. Speak the truth, the love, and the light of God with compassion and honesty. Stand your ground when you need to. Stand up when you need to. Sit back when you need to. Learn to take the reins off. Like Learn to take your foot off the gas pedal at times and just listen. Be compassionate. Be understanding. Your knowledge is not going to be their knowledge. You're going to have disagreements on a lot of different things. If you make a big checklist of political, social, philosophical, and religious opinions, you guys are not going to align well. But if you can just connect and relate one-to-one, -one, heart to heart, that will truly win in the end. And if you're all there, if you're all, I think he's talking about his Bible study group. But if you and your, your group, your friends, your church, your family, if you guys are just connecting with your hearts with love and truth and honesty, that will win in the end and that will lead you towards God in his right ways. And your disagreements won't matter or your disagreements will be willing to be met. Like you'll be willing to admit you're wrong when you're proven wrong. They'll be willing to admit they're wrong when they're proven wrong. But meet them with love, truth, and compassion. And stand your ground and stand up. But also be willing to take your foot off the gas pedal and sit back and listen when you need to. It's like you're speaking directly to me. I need to get this book. Sounds very good. Yes, please get the book. Hit me up. My Discord folks, hit me up. I will send you copies. Um, if I know you, I will send you a copy. Just slide into my DMs and give me your info. Um, yeah.
Yeah. I'm not gone. I'm just reading the chat. Uh, yeah, thanks, everyone, for showing up. This was awesome. I'm going to finish with his final advice and final prayer. Um, Stephen Mansfield, that is. And... Yes, I can't stand the feel-good sermons, and I tell that to people who are surprised at my faith, a.k.a. other masculine men. They always agree and say that's a big reason they don't go. It's all about the heart. Yep. Yeah, churches churches want attendance and money. <laughs> the institutions that are churches, they want attendance and they want money. And the way they do that is they make you feel good. They make you feel good. It's all about leaving the church doors, walking out of the church doors and towards your car, feeling good, <laughs> feeling love, you know, and that's going to make it next Sunday when the next Sunday comes around and then they're a little tired after whatever sins they committed all week and all weekend. Um, they're up late. They're up doing all this horrible stuff or they're doing righteous but they wake up Sunday morning and they're like, oh, should I go to church today? Yeah, I should go to church today. It makes me feel good. It makes me just feel good. And that's why people go. That's a big motivating factor. And that's a good motivating factor to write those checks uh, to the 501c3 buildings that call themselves churches. The money laundering institutions that put a cross on their door and call themselves churches of God, um, it gets people to write checks to them and for them. But that's not what God is all about. <laughs> you know, God in reality is not about feeling good and love and seeking pleasure and letting your emotions out. Like the truth and reality of God in his right ways is that life here and now in this place, in this temporary place called earth, is a struggle. It is a battle. And spiritually, we are in a battle. We are in a spiritual battle. And we need to be pre preparing wisely. We need to be doing diligent preparations for the spiritual battle we are in and we need to be taught and corrected and forced to wage that battle we need to know where the armor of god is and be willing to put it on we need to understand that we are in a battle and we need to be willing to fight it we can't just keep leaving our churches churches every sunday heading out to lunch with our friends thinking god loves me god protects me everything's great my life is great i feel good everything feels good like all that is earthly, fleshly thinking. And honestly, I thank 2020 for happening. I thank all the nonsense for happening this year because God's made it so clear, so blatantly obvious and so perfectly clear. 2020 vision clear. Who is actually a man and woman of God and who is actually scared and, <laughs> scared and angry and living in this world? They are not just... They are of this world, not just in this world. They are not just in this world temporarily, fighting the spiritual battle, seeking God in his right ways, and seeking the eternal rewards of God's kingdom. They are living in the here and now for pleasures and for comforts. They are living for this. They are living for their flesh pleasures, and they are living for their own safety, security, and their own stuff. And yeah, that's the problem. That's a big problem we're in. But I thank 2020 for making that happen because it's on their faces. It's literally on their faces. They wear these face diapers. They wear these muzzles now. And that just shows you who's unwilling to stand up for themselves and do what's right and say what's right and speak the truth and live the truth and just meet hatred and anger and resentment with love and compassion. I have not one time for any reason worn a mask. 
yet I'm still going into buildings and businesses constantly with signs on the door that say masks required. I'll go into grocery stores and stuff where I'm literally the only person without a mask on. And I go in and I smile and I ask people how they're doing. And anyone else I run into without a mask, I nod and give them a little smirk like, you know what's up. You know what's up, my dude. Keep doing you. Keep doing you. But if you're not willing to just stand up and say no to the masks at your job, at your church, at your grocery store, at your workplace, whatever, you know, family gathering you have, if you're not willing to stand up and reject that peer pressure of putting a mask on your God-made, God-created face, um, it's just a blatant, clear sign that you are fearful. You're full of fear and anger, and you're not truly living the righteous, moral life that you should be where you fear God and love God alone. You have turned into someone who fears earthly consequences and loves earthly rewards. And that's about as simple as, as I can put it. But I thank 2020 for happening because it exposed the churches for what they really are, it exposed the churchians for what they, what and who they really are. And um, it couldn't be more blatant. It's like literally just on their faces. Are you, are you a coward? Yes or no? Do you have a mask on your face? Coward. Do you not? No, you're not. You know, and that doesn't make me perfect. That doesn't make non-mask wearers perfect or whatever. But it's just a good, clear sign as to who's on the right path. Who is walking that straight and narrow path towards God and his right ways. And who's putting a mask on and being scared of consequences. Scared of the law. Scared of losing their job. Scared of this. Scared of that. Scared, scared, scared. Scared of getting the virus because they believe in it for some reason. Like anyone who has a mask on, literally you're a coward. You're scared. And you can justify that. You can excuse it however you want. You can say, well, I had to to go to this event. Or, well, I had to for this. I needed to for this. You know, my job, my blah, blah, blah. All of it. I mean, yeah, fine. Make whatever excuse you want. Make whatever excuse you want. That's fine. I will, I will forgive you. I will have compassion for you. But at the end of the day, you're scared. You're scared of earthly consequences. You're not seeking first God in his right ways. So just remember that. And all the churches that closed... Because of peer pressure or because of threats of losing their 501c3 status or threats of imprisonment, whatever it may be, all the churches that close their door, the same applies. It's a blatant yes or no. Did you pass the test? Do you love and fear God alone? You keep your church doors open and you refuse for any kind of threat or consequence or fear to close those church doors for those who want to walk in and worship together in the name of the Lord. If you close your church doors, you're just cowards. You're cowards, you're scared, you're angry, you're living in the here and now for the here and now, you're a pleasure obsessed, you're earth flesh pleasure obsessed, and you have appetites that you need to be controlled. So again, I thank 2020 for the opportunity of making it so blatantly obvious who is righteous and truly a man of God, man or woman of God, and who is living in and by and for the rewards of this earth and who enjoys their pleasures and their flesh urges so much more than their uh, what's doing, doing what's right spiritually and eternally. And yeah. A few more chats. Um, yeah. Yeah, I have a Clips channel. You can check out my Chips channel. Thank you, channel. Thank you, Burning Tree Bear. I don't have the link. The link is now in my D Live chat. Thanks to Burning Tree. But if you type in S E A N V P L A N E T, 
clip channel, clips channel on YouTube. You can find like highlights of these streams I have and some stories and some cool stuff. If you don't have the time or patience to sit through all of this or hear me rant at you for an hour or hours at a time, check out the clips channel. And thanks everyone for showing up. Heretic Bear, <laughs> men gang their own way. Yeah. Um, MGTOW, men gang their own way. Um, mustache Bear, Burning Tree, Full Greetard, um, everyone. Lawnmower, thank you for showing up. Titty Bear, Titty Bull, Adolf Hitler, uh, <laughs> Living Lovin' Bear. Um, everyone in the chat, thank you guys so much for showing up. Uh, I think Kodiak was here. People on Instagram, thank you for showing up to that. Steven uh, Ignoramus was here. Um, my girl Melanie was was there. Um, my boy Josh, my childhood friend Josh Promo was there. Um, so yeah, dope. Thank you guys for showing up. Um, if there's no more chat questions, I'm going to leave you with the final blessing that Stephen Mansfield leaves us with. Um, again, pick up a copy of the book yourself. It's so worth the read, men and women. It's worth the read. The book is Men on Fire by Stephen Mansfield. It's changed my life for the better, and I know it'll change your life for the better as well. And his final blessing he leaves us with is, may you be the man you are made to be. May you be the man you are made to be. May God set your soul ablaze with his purposes and free you from every bondage that keeps you from your destiny. May the fires of noble manhood burn in your soul. And may you be a righteously masculine light in our generation of men, a great and glorious man in your time. And yeah. Again, thanks everyone for showing up. Thank you for giving me your ears, your ears and your eyes. I appreciate it. Um, and yeah, just remember to keep the faith, loyalty and hope in your mind as you go out and battle and become a better person, a more righteous and masculine man today and tomorrow. Um, keep faith, loyalty, and hope in the front of your mind. It will help guide you in the right direction. And just be good, do good, love and be loved. And um, I'm back next Saturday, 10 a.m. Um, what day is that? The 24th, I think. The 24th, I'm gonna be live with Anchor Bear. So all my bears tune in and listen to me and Anchor Bear have a nice little discussion. Go back on all my stuff and find all my stuff. And uh, have a good rest of your weekend. Thank you guys again. I love you. Be good, do good, love and be loved. And yeah, God bless. Hey guys, I just want you to make sure to check out my blogs at seanvplanet.blogspot.com if you are one of those weirdo people who are into reading stuff these days. Also, my podcast feed is available on Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and Google Podcasts. You can also donate to me through my Venmo and Cash App accounts, and the links and info for those are on seanvplanet.com. And send me letters, art, complaints, candles, and other cool shit to Sean Corey, P.O. Box 330-172, Nashville, Tennessee, 37203. Again, that's S-E-A-N-V-P-L-A-N-E-T dot com and S-E-A-N-C-O-R-Y, P.O. Box 330-172, Nashville, Tennessee, 37203.
Most of my artwork comes from one of the homies named Timmy J. Be sure to follow him on Instagram at switchbacks. That's S-W-I-T-C-H-B-A-X. And check out Mountain Folk also on Instagram at mtn.folk. And support the cause at mountainfolk.shop. M-T-N-F-O-L-K dot shop. This is not a paid advertisement at all. These guys are just doing cool shit and should be supported. Check them out.